there. Welcome to another life-transforming sermon with Dr. Dazwit Achero. All right, so we want to look at something else. I want us to look at the types of fire in the Bible. You don't think it's a powerful title? Uh-huh. So tell your neighbor, neighbor, tomorrow do not miss. Tomorrow, Bishop James Macharyo will be here. And Bishop Eric Mwangi will be here as well. So tomorrow you have to be here. Today was my day. I hope you've been blessed. Was my day good? Nice. So tomorrow we are going to another level. Saturday, I will come back a bit. Huh? Bishop Deford, fire. Mercy. Types of fire. It's like your neighbor is not having fire. He looks very quiet. Huh? Is there fire here? A lot of fire. Plenty of fire. Which fire? Anyway, fire number one is strange fire. Somebody say strange fire. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1. Give me from King James Version. Leviticus chapter 10, verse 1. The Bible says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his censer and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offered strange fire before the Lord. It was fire, yes, but it was strange. It was not recognized in heaven. It was not recognized in the presence of God. And verse 2 says, And there went out fire. You see, strange fire will meet real fire. <laughs> fire will meet real fire. So they offered strange fire. And then another fire. Authentic fire. Huh? Real fire came from the Lord and devoured them with their fire. And they died before the Lord. So you have to be very careful not to lit or rather to light strange fire in the presence of God. What is strange fire? Strange fire simply means an authorized foreign or profane fire. It's fire that is not accepted or acceptable in the sight of God. So God found whatever they brought to him because they were, they were burning a sacrifice. God found whatever they were bringing to him was very offensive. It didn't meet God's standards. And so God had to send his own fire to consume the strange fire. You see, there was a particular fire that was lit in the tabernacle, according to Leviticus chapter 16 and verse 12. So this strange fire was fire of their own making. It was fake fire. It was an authorized, foreign, profane fire that they brought before the Lord. They didn't meet God's standards. You see, anything that you bring before God, it must meet God's standards. 
You can't just bring anything to God. You see, that's why you see when Cain brought something that he thought God will like, God rejected it. It is not what you think God will like. It is what God has said in his word that you should be able to bring to him. Amen. Abel brought a sacrifice. Cain brought a sacrifice. Cain's sacrifice was rejected. Abel's sacrifice was accepted because Cain brought strange fire. He brought that which was not acceptable in the sight of God. Amen. So everything we bring before God, we must be very careful. It, it is not, it's not supposed to be strange. By strange, it simply means that it is not even recognized. God is wondering, what are you doing? He's wondering, what are you doing? You know, there's a day he even chased musicians from his presence. He said, whatever you're bringing is noise. It's not acceptable to me. And he told them, please live with your musical instruments and nice voices. Go away. In the book of Amos, you can read that. So it has to meet God's standards. Otherwise, it will be strange fire. Some of you, you have been serving God, but it is strange fire. It's strange fire because you do it to be seen by people. It's not from your heart. You're not, you're not, you're not sincere. You're not genuine with what you're doing. It's strange. Your offering can be strange fire because you're not giving it out of your heart. You are giving it while you're complaining and murmuring. So it becomes strange fire before God. It is by the masses of God that you're still alive. Because strange fire must meet real fire. Hey, you're very quiet. That's why you have to be careful. If you're serving God, serve God with all your heart. Amen? If you're doing anything for God, do it with all your heart. Let God recognize what you're doing. Because for many Christians, God does not recognize what they do. Whatever they are doing is unauthorized. It's profane. It is strange. The angels are asking one another, what is this guy doing? We can't recognize what they are doing or what he or she is doing. It's strange to us. So you have to be really authentic, genuine, honest when it comes to dealing with God. Amen. So tell your neighbor, don't offer strange fire before God. Why do you come to church on Sunday? Are you coming to church so that when your mother calls you in the evening, you tell her, I was in church? Tell your neighbor, that is strange fire. Why are you serving? Why should we follow you, push you, coerce you? Your leader has to call you five times for you to show up. Tell your neighbor, let's be serious. And you are 35 years old. You behave like a small child. You behave like Nadab and Abihu offering strange fire before God. Why should the leader encourage you to come to church? Encourage you to serve? Encourage you to wear uniform, red and black? Tell your neighbor we are wearing red and black on Sunday. You see, if we don't repeat, some of you will not do it. Because every time you show up before God, God is checking the quality of your fire. What is it you are bringing before me? 
That's why one of the things that really irritated God and rubbed God the wrong way was when the Israelites murmured. You see, murmuring sometimes is not even audible. Yeah, murmuring sometimes is in the heart. You're murmuring in your heart. Why is he telling us to come this early? Why is he telling us to do this? Why is he telling us? Oh, it is giving again. I thought we registered. Look, I know your thoughts. Tell your neighbor, pastor knows how you're thinking. Yeah? And, and, and because you're murmuring, as you're as you giving, God is wondering, what is this? What is this? It's not acceptable in his sight. That's what we call strange fire. And it is dangerous to offer strange fire. You can see, real fire will come. It is by the masses of God that you're still alive. Hmm? I, don't want, I don't even know where Ananias is. Because he offered strange fire. He came and lied. The way you lie sometimes. Don't you lie? You're quiet. Ah, yeah, the fire has gone. Why not responding to my preaching? It's, I feel like you have become a deep freezer. You're resisting my message. Why is he going that direction? <laughs> we lie. We, we lie a lot. Oh, yes. The excuse you are giving, you know it's not authentic. It's not genuine. You are lying. You are lying. I'll not sing today because I have a cold. It's a lie. You don't have a cold. It's a lie. <laughs> yeah? You are told preach. Oh, no, I cannot preach today because I am very busy. We don't preach because we are idle. Who told you we are preaching because we are idle? Do I look like I'm idle? Strange fire. And people are offering a lot of strange fire in the house of God. And God is asking even Jesus, what is this? We cannot recognize this sacrifice. We cannot recognize what these people are bringing. If God was to send his fire to deal with strange fire, I don't know who will survive in the church. I don't know who will stand. Because we have a lot of fake Christians. Fake believers. If they take their service and put it on the altar of fire, real fire, everything will be consumed. I'm preaching to you so that from today you change your mind. You are not coming to church to do the pastor a favor. You are coming to church because you have a relationship with God. Who is waiting on you to bring real authentic fire before him? Not strange fire. Are we together, somebody? Yeah. We have to talk to you five times to register for fire conference. Hmm. Tell your neighbor, let's be serious. Now, let me show you how sometimes God can be merciful, but you don't get away with strange fire. You want to know? Or you're scared? Or I go to point number... Eh? Do I go to point number two or I show you Numbers chapter 3. 
I'm telling you from today, you never joke with serving God. Nobody will coerce you. Nobody will push you. Nobody will tell you do this. Let me because let me tell you, God is not interested with strange fire. It rubs him the wrong way. Numbers chapter three. Now these are the records of Aaron and Moses when the Lord spoke with Moses on Mount Sinai. Verse two. And these are the names of the sons of Aaron. Nadab, the firstborn. Remember, these were sons of the priest. Nadab, the firstborn. And Abiu, Eliza, and Ithama, or Ithama. These are the names of the sons of Aaron. The anointed priests. Whom he consecrated to minister as priests. Yet they brought what? They were anointed to minister as priests. But what did they bring before God? They brought strange fire. Look at verse 4. Hey, you're very quiet. Nadab and Abihu had died before the Lord when they offered profane fire before the Lord in the wilderness of Sinai. And they had no children. They had no children. So, so Eliezer and Ithamar ministered as priests in the presence of God, their father. There is something I want you to see here. They did not just die, but God ensured that their seed is cut off. Look. You know, we always blame the devil for many things. But sometimes, the reason why you are not doing well is because you're offering strange fire. That's why you're frustrated in the marketplace. You start a business, it doesn't work. You try this, it doesn't work. You try that, it doesn't work. And you're thinking you are cast. You are not cast. Your problem is simple. You've been offering strange fire. And because of strange fire, you cannot be productive. Eh? The way we are ending, I don't know if you come tomorrow. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Tell your neighbor we are in a fire conference. And we don't want to offer strange fire. Yeah, you should not look like you're being inconvenienced to serve God. Already you are rubbing God the wrong way. We have to pamper you. We have to throw you scriptures. We have to massage you. Please do this. Please come early. We are meeting at 7. Please come early. 7 is when you are waking up. Hmm? You are in the TPM. You are supposed to be at 7. You come at 8.59. Before the service begins. Look, that is strange fire. Yeah. That is, tell your neighbor, that is strange fire. And God is not happy with strange fire. So I pray for you, you will not offer strange fire. I say, I pray for you, you will not offer strange fire. From today, you are changing. From today, I say, you are changing. From today, your service to God will be real, honest, and amazing before his eyes. Shout a louder, amen. amen. Number two. Another type of fire. Is fire for victory. Wow. Somebody say fire for victory. fire for victory. 
Bishop Oyedepo said that ministry is not fanfare. It is warfare. So you need some fire to help you win some victories. Isn't it true? And as, as you grow in the Lord, as you grow as a leader, as you keep on living, you realize that every dimension you access, you're going to experience warfare in that dimension. As you grow and go higher in ministry, you will keep on facing challenges as you keep on climbing higher and higher and higher. You, you, you need to understand that in ministry there are ranks. In the spirit also there are ranks. That's why Paul could rebuke devils, but the sons of Sceva could not, using the name of Jesus. The demons say, Paul, we know, he has a rank in the spirit, but you, who are you? So as you move from one stage to another, you will encounter battles at different stages of your work with God. You understand? You see, many people run to new churches, and I can tell you why. Because new churches is like a new bride you have married. You don't see flaws. You only see beauty. And there's a lot of heat in the relationship. Hmm? Those are the days you ne you're never tired. The lady is never tired. The gentleman is never tired. You work both day and night. Every day. Everywhere. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it's the honeymoon stage of the ministry. Is a, it is a stage where there are no real battles. Everybody who comes to the church is an angel. Yeah. Everybody is nice. Everybody is sweet. Wow. The pastor has no, he doesn't have a lot of problems to deal with. So he looks for things to do, like kissing babies. <laughs> there is no church that he has planted because the church is young. It's a honeymoon stage. That's why people run to new churches because it's a honeymoon stage. And in the honeymoon stage, they choose anybody to be a leader. The moment you come with a suit and a tie, they say, hey, you look like a man of God. <laughs> huh? And when they give you an opportunity to pray, you say, Father God, you arrest the devil in the spirit as you are praying. You know there are people who pray like this. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, is a stage in the ministry. And I've been there. I know what I'm talking about. Then you move to another stage. When the church begins to, to grow and to expand, then you start putting structures within the ministry. At, when you get to that level where you're putting structures, we will also encounter challenges. Because some people feel you should choose them. When you don't choose them, they're offended. Ask your neighbor for me, how comes you've never been chosen to be a leader of anything? At that point, you will face some challenges. Then you get to another stage where you're saying, let me buy land for the church. 
Hmm. Demons also rise to try and stop you from buying land for the church. Every, and I've seen all these things as I've been growing in the ministry. Every stage there is warfare. Every stage there is warfare. You know, every time we've bought land for this church, I have stood on the pulpit and shown you the title. And even shown you that it is not written in my name. Is it true? You, it's like you guys don't... Oh, that day you didn't come to church. Did you come to church that day when I was lifting the title to show you? Yeah. yeah. But somebody said that the title is in my name. Yeah. And unfortunately, some people also believed him. Sometimes I, I even wonder why people believe rumors more than what the pastor says. Eh. Tell your neighbor, Kweli when you condo. I think that is the best explanation we can come up with, isn't it? Then you move to another stage, which I also moved to that stage. I am sharing with you what I have seen practically. The stage where you appoint pastors. It's another battle. Because some people, when they are not given a title, they are very nice. The moment you make them something, their heads swell. Until you wonder, did I make a mistake? Somebody who did know how to preach. You taught that person how to preach. Didn't even know how to hold the microphone. You used to hold the microphone like this. Trained him. Nobody believed they could become something. You anoint them. You pray for them. You call them a pastor. The day you say he's a pastor, he changes. And he's the very same person who begins to fight you. It's a stage. That's what I'm telling you. You have a long way to go. I'm learning so many things. Yeah. Every stage you move to, there is warfare. It's like the prodigal son. The father gives him an inheritance and he uses the inheritance to move away from the father. What the father has given him becomes the fair to finance his journey away from the father. Until you wonder, maybe he should have, maybe he should have, just, he should have just been poor. He could have still been in the house. It's a stage. Tell me about it's a stage. Tell them again, it's a stage. Yeah. Me, there's a time I, moved, I took a guy who used to work in the Mjengo. I told him, Come. I can see something in you. Come, I want to make you a pastor. Yeah. Well, I'm a chapa. Yeah. It's a true story. All my stories are true. I'm telling you. Yeah. We use sandpaper on him. The guy looked nice. I gave him an office. He came to me and told me, nobody has ever given me an office. In fact, he was crying. Tears. Yeah. I taught him preaching in English. Correct your grammar. Yeah, tenses, whatever. Correct it. Then when you're preaching, don't shout. 
Just preach. We will hear what you are saying. Because from the when he used to get a microphone from the introduction, his voice was, I said, calm down. Then I asked him, so do you have a girl you want to marry? He said, I have a girl we have been dating for the longest, but I love this girl. I asked him, what is the problem? He said, the problem that I have is, I don't have money. I said, don't worry. Call the girl. Bring the girl. Talk to the girl. And when you're going to pay dowry, let me know. And he told me, we have set the date we are going. I said, this is the money for the dowry. Go and pay the dowry. I paid the dowry for him. What a pastor. Look, all my stories are true. He went. He came back. I asked him, how was the honeymoon? He said, hey, it was very powerful. <laughs> then I said, oh, okay, now I, I, I want to promote you, so I'm going also to give you a car. I gave him a car. The day he got the car, something entered him. Warfare. I called him, I talked to him, I, see, I realized maybe in the office there is a lot of tension. So I, we moved out of the office so I can talk to him to help him. I could see he had, he had poison in his spirit. He had forgotten all the things I had done for him. Then I called the wife to come. The woman I paid diary for. To my office. And she's coming to the office with an attitude. The way she's looking at me as if I'm nothing. I'm looking at her and saying, you. I literally bought you. <laughs> it is true. Look, all my stories are true. And she's I'm asking her a question. She doesn't want to answer me. She's looking at me. You know the way a woman can size you up? It's like, what are you saying? I said, it is fine. He left. But the story is sorry. It's a sad story. It's a sad story. I'm, I'm trying to show you every level. Every level you move to. Yes, you will encounter warfare. You will encounter challenges. Hallelujah. You appoint pastors. There is another challenge awaiting, awaiting you as a leader. You plant churches. There is another challenge waiting for you. But look, we will conquer the challenges. The fire in me will conquer the challenges. I'll keep going. I'll keep growing. It will never stop me from doing what God has called me to do. Tell your neighbor, nah, 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 nah. It will never stop me. Yes. That's why you need fire for victory. Tell your neighbor, you need fire for victory. Yes. I'm telling you. Fire for victory, I'm telling you. Yeah. Now we are building. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for another challenge for building. Oh, yes. And look, we shall finish the building. 
we shall enter the building. We shall worship in that building. And that is not the only building we shall build. We shall build in Umoja. We shall build in Mlolongo. We shall build in Makindu. We shall build in, in Embakasi. We shall build everywhere God is going to plant us. Tell your neighbor, it's fire for victory. Hey. I like it. Sit down, sit down. We are talking. I'm told I have 20 minutes. So I have to organize myself so I finish what I'm preaching. When I took over the TYC service, there was a reaction. Yeah. From some of the leaders who were there. They didn't like it. Look. Did you agree with all the decisions your father took? But he's your father. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, because you didn't even suggest who he should marry. <laughs> Were you there? So why do you want to advise him now? So I took over the TYC. There was a reaction. Some of the leaders were there. They reacted. They said, how can you do this? This was our thing. I took it anyway. There was a reaction. One of the pastors left. Another one I had appointed, he also left. Stopped coming to church. But the fire, the fire in me, kept on going. Yes. Hallelujah. And look at how TYC has grown. From 30 to 50 to 60. We have crossed 100. And we are getting to 200 very soon. 500 very soon. 1,000. Tell your neighbor, the fire is too much. You are unstoppable. It's, it's fire for victory. Fire for victory. I'm telling you. Yeah. So don't be this person. You think that anything you do, you know, people will support you. People will be there to support and cheer you. No. Sometimes you'll do something and there'll be nobody to support you. It's the fire of God inside of you that will give you victory. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. Second Kings chapter 1. This fire will give you victory. Hey, receive victory. Receive victory in every battle you are faced with. Let nothing stop you from doing the will of God. Receive victory in the name of Jesus. Second Kings chapter 1. Mm -hmm. It's a long story. But I want to show you how fire is powerful. Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. Verse 2. Now Ahaziah fell through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. And so he sent messengers and he said to them, Go inquire of Belzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. Go and visit a witch doctor from Kitui. Or Kisi. Or Haega and ask him if I'll recover. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, You see, the king is sending somebody to go and look for somebody, a witch doctor or somebody. But the angel speaks to Elijah, the Tishbite, and says, Arise, go and meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, Is it because there is no God in Israel? That you're going to inquire of Belzebub, the god of 
Ikron. Verse 4. Now therefore, that says the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. Look, these are the prophets we need in our generation. Prophets who will tell you the truth. Our prophets right now massage people with prophecies. No wonder some things when you say them in the church, people doubt if you're a man of God or not. This prophet told him what the angels say. You're going to die. Now if you stand and prophesy and tell somebody, I have a word of the Lord for me. The Lord is telling me because of the way you are living, you're going to die. He said, no, false prophet. That's not a man of God. That's a prophet of doom. The truth is the truth. If God says you're going to die, you're going to die. Yeah, that's why I stood here and I say, the money they took from members of this church, it will never help them. Yeah, that's one of the signs you know a prophet is true and a prophet is authentic because he will not just massage you with a lie, but he will rebuke you with the truth. Told him, you're going to die. And then Elijah left. Look at verse 5. And when the messengers returned to him, he said to them, why have you come back? I mean, they came back very quickly. So they said, a man came to meet us and say to us, go return to the king who sent you and say to him, that says the Lord, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Bezebub, the God of Ekron? Therefore, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. A man of God has told us to come and tell you, you will die. Hey. Then he said to them, what kind of man was it who came to meet you and told you all these things? Then they described the man. They answered him, a hairy man wearing a leather belt around his waist. And he said, aha, I know that guy. It is Elijah the Tishbite. I know him. <laughs> he knew him that's why he didn't want to send the messengers to Elijah because he didn't want the truth he wanted somebody to massage him with a lie you know there is one of the pastors who left this church and his reason was he said my teachings have changed Which teachings? The teachings I'm teaching right now. And it's the word of God. He said they have changed. I realize it's not me who has changed. It is him who has changed. He wants the God of a crown. Each hears what he wants to hear. But me, I will teach you the truth. I will tell you what the Bible says. Whether you take it or you don't take it, I have already said it. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. If you continue offering strange fire, you will die. It's a truth. Now, the king decided, now, this prophet, I'm going to fight him. Verse 9. Then the king said, sent to him captain of 50 with his 50 men to go and arrest Elijah. So he went up to him and there he was sitting on the top of a hill. And he spoke to him, man of God, the king has said, come down. Verse 10. 
So Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50, if I am a man of God. <laughs> if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. And immediately fire came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50 men. They came to arrest him. But Elijah invoked fire from heaven that gave him victory over these 50 men. But that's not the end of the story. Next verse. Then he sent to him another captain of 50 with his 50 men. He had just lost 50 men with their captain. And he answered and said to him, man of God. Thus has the king said, come down quickly. This next group, they added the word quickly. Tell your neighbor, very bad idea. How do you threaten a man of God? The way some Christians, they threaten their pastors. We are leaving, we will see her. Your church will finish. If I be a man of God. <laughs> Look at the way you are scared. Nobody is standing for such prophecies. If I be a man of God. <laughs> Somebody lift your hand and say, Lord, have mercy on us. Have, have mercy on us, Lord. When you get to a place where the man of God speaks like that, it is dangerous. One day, a pastor had a meeting. Anyway, let's finish this scripture. <laughs> this pastor was giving me a story. Remember, all my stories are true. And in this story, he was having a conference like this. Then he noticed some of his key leaders were not in that meeting. So he said, maybe they are busy. Let me wait for second day. They will come. The second day, they didn't come. So he picked his phone and he called one of them. He said, hey, how comes I can't see you in my meeting? The guy said, oh, I, as, I'm, as we are speaking right now, I am on the road driving, going to Mombasa. He said, hey, what are you going to do in Mombasa and I have a conference? I'm going to Mombasa because my papa has come. He said, excuse me, what did you say? He said, yes, my papa has come. My prophet has come. He has a meeting in Mombasa, so I am going to attend. The pastor said, I thought I was your papa. He said, no, 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 I have, my papa was come. And that papa is a guest speaker that this pastor had invited in the church. So when he left, he left with the contacts. And he swayed some of the members of the church from being committed and being loyal, being loyal to the pastor. And now they were calling him papa. Uh, something rose within this pastor. He told me these are the words I told that member. I be a man of God. You will not arrive in Mombasa. <laughs> I 
<laughs> the guy slammed on the bricks, turned, and came back to Nairobi. So all these people who speak against the men of God and the church, look, if a man of God comes to a place where he says, if I be a man of God, it's dangerous. And Kenya, we need to start honoring pastors, honoring men of God. We have been treating men of God like trash. They don't matter anymore. No wonder when you leave a church, you don't even say bye. In fact, on your way out, you fat in the church. And leave a very bad order. And the ones who are remaining have to contend with your stench. And when you get to the gate, you poo-poo at the gate. And the pastor who was a blessing to you, who was prophesying greatness in your life, who was encouraging you, visiting you, all of a sudden, he is nothing. He is nothing. Yes. Then now you become a keyboard warrior. You start writing stuff. Oh, about this man of God. About this church. If I be a man of God. It's only that we don't speak. Because whatever we say, God will do it. Some of these pastors, you look at them, you don't know the price they have paid. You don't know how many things they have said not to, to be where they are. You don't know how many women they have said no to, who are willing to spread their legs to them, free of charge. Look at the way you are quiet. It's like you're not breathing. It's like you want to shut me down. I refuse to be shut down in the name of Jesus. You don't know. You don't know the fasting, the studying, the prayer. You don't know. And when you leave, you twist your hips and bambams and fat several times. Then poopoo at the gate. If I be a man of God. Man of God, come down quickly. Come down quickly. That's why pastors in Kenya have been silenced. They are scared. They cannot say some things. They cannot preach some messages. Because members have emasculated them. Members in the Kenyan church have grabbed the balls of pastors. Squeeze them. They cannot say anything. They have crushed the tentacles of pastors. They have no voice. When they say something, you see, he's judging us. You see, he's judging us. Look at the message. The message has changed. The message has not changed. If I be a man of God, it's in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. 
if I be a man of God. That's what Elijah said here. If I be a man of God. And he called fire from heaven. Look at this next second, second. Why are you standing? If you correct a member, they leave. If you rebuke a member, they leave. If I be a man of God. I feel like I should start using that phrase. If I be a man of God. Hey, look at these people. These people are wicked. They have turned the color to red. Please bring my scripture back. Verse 12. Look at what happened. Verse 12. Then he sent to him another captain. So Elijah answered and said to them, If, if I am a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his 50. These now are a hundred people. Gone. Actually, it's 102. Gone because of fire. Please, I want to tell you guys, stop joking with men of God. Stop playing around with men of God. These people who are called pastors are very special in the sight of God. There were children who came and they were laughing at Elijah because of his bald head. He just said something. I think maybe he was just saying, bears, please come from the bush. And they came. Again, the king has not learned. He has lost 102 people. Again, he sent a third captain of 50 with his 50 men. And the third captain of 50 went up and came and fell. These ones, they had the story. <laughs> of what happened to their colleagues. When they came. You know, they obeyed the king by going on this mission. But when they got where Elijah was, they fell on their knees say, and pleaded with him and said to him, man of God, please let my life and the life of these 50 servants of yours be precious in your sight. Verse 14. Look. <laughs> Fire has come down from heaven and burned up the first two captains of the 50s with their 50s. But let my life now be precious in your sight. And that is how this captain and the 50 were spared. What am I trying to show you? There is fire for victory. You will think you're fighting a man of God. You will think you're fighting the church. But I'm giving you time. You cannot kick against the pricks and survive. Paul tried it. 
He couldn't make it. Yeah. Don't fight a man of God. Don't fight the church. Don't fight anything. You can fight Safarico. You can fight Bidco. You can find Kenya Power. Kenya Power. Fight Kenya Power a lot. But church, men of God, be careful. Yeah, be careful. Amen. And there are many things you might never understand. Just the way at home, there are many things you didn't understand about your father. You could say, okay, we are moving. From where? From here to there. And you move. You could not understand. Isn't it? Some decisions he made, you never understood. Hmm? And he doesn't have to explain to you. Yeah. And now you're also making those decisions. Fire for victory. I say fire for victory. This church will never go down. This ministry will never go down. Anybody that tries to fight this church, may the fire of God fight back in the name of Jesus. Shout a louder amen in this house. And you too, may the fire of God give you victory. In your various battles, may you conquer, may you overcome, may you be victorious. Shout aloud, amen. amen. Sit down. Fire for victory. Number three, fire for direction. Fire for direction and clarity. The ability to make great decisions is what separates people who are successful and people who have failed. I have written a book here, very powerful, Making Great Decisions. You need to read this book. Amen? Tell your neighbor, you need to read the book. Making Great Decisions. You need to read this book. It's a powerful, powerful book. So the ability to make decisions and good decisions is what separates those who are making it and those who are not making it. Amen. Churches that are growing is because of the great decisions that the pastor makes in those churches. Exodus chapter 3, I will paraphrase. Moses is in a quagmire, tried to do ministry, but he couldn't. And then he ends up in the wilderness to take care of the sheep. And then God appears to him. Wow. God appears to him. And it is through a burning bush that was not being consumed. And the angel appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked and behold, the bush was burning with fire. But the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush does not burn. And when he moved close, verse 4, what happened? So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am, verse 5. Then he said, do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off your feet for the place where you stand is holy ground. 
because he removed his shoes. Moreover, he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Verse 7. What happened? Move quickly. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. Verse 8. And I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them from that land to a land to a good and a large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place, the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10. Come now, therefore, I will send you. Fire brought clarity. Come, and I will do what? I will send you. I will send you where? I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. In this conference, I pray you will receive fire for clarity. You will receive fire for direction. This conference marks the end of your confusion. It marks the end of your dilemma. It marks the end of your quandaries. In the name of Jesus, things will become clear. Your purpose will be clear. Your mission will be clear. Your calling will be clear. The fire of God will bring clarity and direction in your life. If you believe it, shout aloud, Amen. Hallelujah. You will know who to marry. Oh yes, I pray for you. You will know who to marry. May the fire of God bring clarity. Because you are one step away from where you desire to be. You are several decisions away from where you desire to be. I pray you will not take a wrong turn. Look at Moses. When he saw the bush, he moved closer. When he turned, that was the turning point in his life. God began to talk to him. And God gave him instructions concerning his calling. And he had to go back to Egypt. And when he went back to Egypt, read the story. Miracles. Yeah. If there's somebody who was successful in his mission is Moses. He was able to deliver a million people from the land of bondage without guns without grenades, without tankers. He only had a stick in his hand. Fire brings clarity. I pray for you today. No more confusion. I say no more confusion. You will not live at the back of the desert confused. Not knowing what you need to do. Not knowing what you need to achieve. Receive the fire of clarity. Receive the fire of direction. Shout, I receive it. Hey, number four, quickly. I'm finishing. Fire as evidence of the Holy Spirit. Which number is that? Number four. Fire as the evidence of the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We need the fire of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We need to start babbling in tongues. Many of our Christians, they don't even speak in tongues. They are dry. We need the fire. Yes, of speaking in tongues. Of babbling in the spirit. Can I hear an amen in this house? Yeah. Tell your neighbor, you need the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yes, to burn inside of you. With the evidence of speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Because this fire is what will keep you a prayerful believer. 
Yes. You know, it gets to a place where when you pray, you, you, even English is not enough. Your mother tongue is not enough. You have to switch to the heavenly language. Unless you have that power, you will be limited in your prayer. That's why we need the fire as evidence of the Holy Spirit within us. Amen. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. When the Holy Spirit came upon these guys in Acts chapter 2 from verse 1, on the day of Pentecost, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, the Holy Spirit came upon them. Can you give me Acts chapter 2? When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Then what happened? Verse 2. And suddenly, somebody shout suddenly. There came a sound from heaven. Oh, glory to God. Let there be a sound from heaven over this congregation tonight. Let there be a sound from heaven during this conference in the name of Jesus. May you hear the sound. May you feel the sound. May you experience the sound. Shout yes in this house. And the sound was as of a mighty, a rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then what happened? Verse 3. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of. Tongues as of. And the tongues sat on each one of them. Father, I pray tonight. May tongues of fire rest upon every person. Every man, every woman, are you receiving the tongues of fire? May it sit on you tonight. Shout a louder, yes. Look at your neighbor, give them high five and tell them, I receive the fire of the Holy Ghost upon my life. I receive the fire of the Holy Ghost upon my life. I prophesy you're not living here dry. I prophesy you're not living here empty. The fire of God will sit on you. The fire of God will rest on you. Shout a louder, amen. Verse 4, what happened? Hey, something has happened. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled. They were intoxicated with the Holy Spirit. How many of you, you've ever drunk until you became intoxicated? You couldn't even see where you're going. Hey, people are not lifting their hands. What is going on? Huh? Hey, Pastor Renzon, you are shocking me. Lift your hand. You have drunk until you are intoxicated. You looked at the road and you, you saw the road. It was like the road was elevated. You are intoxicated. Huh? You weeweed on yourself because you are intoxicated. But there is another kind of intoxication is the intoxication of the Holy Spirit. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I pray in this fire conference, you will be filled with the fire of the Holy Ghost. You will be filled with the fire of the Holy Spirit. You will begin to speak in tongues as the Spirit gives you utterance. If you believe it, shout, yeah! Slap somebody and tell them, I receive the Holy Ghost tonight. Hey! And the Spirit started giving them Utterance, 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 
utterance. You have been using your faculties to speak. But there is another dimension that God is taking you into. In this fire conference, the Spirit of God will give you utterance. The Spirit of God will take over your tongue and you begin to speak heavenly mysteries. You will prophesy. You will pronounce things in the Spirit as the Spirit gives you utterance. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Receive divine utterance. Receive the supernatural language. Shall I receive it? Hey, my goodness. You will not be dry. I say you will not be dry. I say you will not be dry. After you receive the Holy Ghost, you will begin to speak. Young people, you will speak. God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh the young and the old, you will speak. You will babble in the spirit. You will speak in the heavenly language. You know, sometimes when you're praying, sometimes when you're praying, your mind understands what you're saying, isn't it? But when you get to this dimension, your mind might not understand what you're saying, but God understands what you're saying. And the devil becomes confused because he cannot understand what you're saying. But what is happening in the spirit? You are throwing spiritual bombs into the kingdom of darkness and things will begin to happen to you. Receive the fire. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let it burn in your spirit. Let it burn in your belly. Receive the fire of the Holy Ghost. Shout I receive it. Tell your neighbor you will speak in the heavenly language. Tell them again you will speak in the heavenly language. You will speak. I lose every tongue here. 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 Supernaturally, may this fire come upon you tonight. I lose every tongue. Begin to speak in the heavenly language. May God give you utterance through his spirit. Speak in the language of the spirit. Hallelujah. Then verse 5. And they were all filled. Verse 5. And they were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews. Devout men from every nation. Under heaven. Verse 6. And they were confused. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together. The sound attracted a crowd. The speaking in tongues attracted a crowd. You see, when there is the fire of the Holy Spirit... Even in the church, the church will become a mega church because multitudes will run to the church. I release another dimension of the Holy Ghost fire upon your life today. May this fire attract multitudes. We shall not be small, we shall be huge. We shall be mega because of this sound. Shout aloud a yes in this house. Because everyone heard them speak. In his own language. There were different languages. They were speaking. They were speaking. They were speaking. Verse 7. They were speaking. They were speaking. They were speaking. Huh? And they were all amazed. 
and marveled, saying to one another, look, all these guys are speaking the language, verse 8, that we are understanding. I'm going somewhere. And how is it that we can hear? We can understand them. You see, there are different types of tongues. Tongues of men and tongues of angels. God can give you the supernatural ability to speak a language that you have never learned, you have never, you have never been taught, but it's a supernatural ability that God gives you to be able to do it. Receive that ability tonight. I say receive that ability tonight. Something else happened. I'm going somewhere. Verse 9. What happened? Parthians, maidens, whatever. Move to the next verse. Verse 10. Verse 11. Verse 12. All these people. Verse 11. Look. Verse 11. And, and others. Cretans and Arabs. We hear them speaking in our own tongues. The wonderful works of God. Verse 12. Mm. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying one to another, whatever could this mean? And then verse 13. Others mocking said, they are full of new wine. Tell your neighbor, it's not new wine. It is the wine of the Holy Ghost. I prophesy from today, you will be drunk of the Holy Ghost. In this fire conference, you will be drunk with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And then Peter... Glory to God. Stood up with the eleven, raised up his voice and said to them, men of Judah and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and heed my words. Verse 15. For these are not drunk as you suppose since it is only the third hour of the day. Verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall come to pass, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons, do I have sons in the house? Your daughters, do I have daughters in the house? Shall prophesy. Your young men, shall, do I have young men in the house? They shall see visions. Your old men, do I have old men in the house? They shall dream dreams. And on my maid servants, and on my maid servants, and on my men servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall shout the word. Shout the word. I release another dimension of the Holy Spirit upon your life. Upon the sons. Upon the daughters. Upon the young people. Upon the old people. Upon the men servants. Upon the maid servants. Receive an impartation of the Holy Spirit upon your life today. May the fire of the Holy Ghost burn in you in the name of Jesus. I don't have time down there and the church increased the church grew because of the fire of the holy spirit father send that fire in the house today send that fire everybody throw your hands up receive the fire of the holy ghost raise your hands open your mouth i lose your time to speak begin to speak in the heavenly language receive the holy ghost receive the holy spirit receive the fire of the holy spirit may it burn in your belly may it tie you up right now receive the fire of the holy ghost right now let it burn in your spirit receive it in the name of jesus my god my god my god yes you will prophesy you will prophesy you will see visions you will see dreams god is pouring the fire of his spirit upon your life tonight you will prophesy you will prophesy you will see visions you will see visions you will see dreams yes 
the fire of the Holy Ghost. Father, we receive that fire today. In the name of Jesus. Lose our tongues to speak as your spirit gives us entrance. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Who is this that's preached under the influence of the Holy Spirit? It was Peter. A man who was a coward. A man who denied Jesus. But when the Holy Ghost came upon him, he became radical. He started doing anakazo. Huh? Biazo. Aneidea shamelessly preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because of the Holy Ghost. Every form of fear in your life, every form of intimidation in your heart, may the fire of the Holy Ghost consume it today in the name of Jesus. You will be bold. You will be strong. You will be courageous. You will prophesy. You will see visions. You will see dreams. You will see visions of God. You will see godly dreams in the name of Jesus. Some of you have been having bad dreams, terrible dreams, diabolic dreams. But from today, the fire of the Holy Spirit is bringing good dreams. Receive good dreams tonight. I say receive good dreams tonight. I say receive good dreams tonight. From today, you will have only wonderful dreams in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes. You will not be dreaming demons. Demons are sleeping with you. There are people who dream demons are sleeping with them. They are having sex in the dream with demons. But from today, the fire of God is chasing all those demons from your dreams in the name of Jesus. You will have lovely dreams, wonderful dreams, amazing dreams. Hallelujah. Some of you don't have a vision. When the spirit of God comes upon you, you have a vision. A great vision. A great vision for your family. A great vision for your future. Yes, a great vision of God over your life. Shout a louder yes in this house. Shout a louder amen in this house. Shout the Holy Ghost yes in this house. As we leave, I pray that the fire of the Holy Ghost will go with you. The fire of the Holy Spirit will be with you. It will burn in your belly. It will burn in your spirit. Out of your belly shall flow rivers of living waters. In the name of Jesus, receive that fire. Throw your hands up and receive that fire. I release it upon you. Fire is contagious. What I feel in my spirit, I release it to you. What I feel in my belly, I release it to you. The fire I feel, I release it to you. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire that was in the upper room. I release it in your life right now. Receive it right now. In the name of Jesus. May your life never remain the same. May your ministry never remain the same. In the name of Jesus. May you be effective in your calling. Because of the fire of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus name we pray. We all shout a big amen. Somebody give God praise. Fiery praise. Glorious praise. Wonderful praise. Thank you for listening to this podcast. You can now get in touch with Dr. Dazutechero on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.